I'm, I'm proud to present to you the man behind the video, behind this huge history video that took me over a week to produce it. And if it wasn't for this man, my main man, Geronimo Milo, right now joining us on the podcast, if it wasn't for him, this video wouldn't have gotten made. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to dig, uh, uh, dive deeper into the origin stories of, of kettlebells. So Geronimo, please introduce yourselves. Well, I think uh, you will achieve, you, you can do it uh, because I think you are like me, you are all, all time asking the, uh, the, the whys and trying to figure out why some kettlebell exercise is used, uh, what's the function of some kettlebell exercise. And I think you will you will finish uh, maybe writing the same as I wrote because uh, you only need more time in order to seeking for this evidence and, and do this research the same as I did, I think. Uh, it took me maybe, I don't know, maybe 15 years to... <laughs> To yes, to recollect all this information, and oh not not fifteen years uh, in in to a total of fifteen years, mm -hmm. Matt, mm -hmm. but maybe I spent the last year or the year before I finished my book recollecting all this information, mm -hmm. piecing together all the pieces, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, because in fifteen years. I I did a lot. I make me a lot of uh, questions mm -hmm. like, like mm -hmm. you that mm -hmm. I saw you all time uh, ask uh, making questions yeah. for yourself yeah. and and for all this kettlebell world that we live. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to bore people about me. I think it will bore a lot you YouTube followers, but I train kettlebells maybe since 2006, 2007. Wow. Um, 16 years, man. Wow. Yes. Um, all time for the first day that I started to train with kettlebells, I always make a a lot of questions mm -hmm. about what is this for? Who was the first guy to lift? Uh, were actually the Russians who create these techniques? Mm -hmm. Why they call the Turkish get up? If yeah. I, I don't have <laughs> any evidence around. that that yeah. is from Turkey, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I always had a lot of questions and whys and maybe my my life is dedicated to trying to to answer this not not only for kettlebells but uh for martial arts for mm -hmm. how the the body works mm -hmm. uh about the physiology and anatomy mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that's the main reason that i study a lot physiology anatomy and history and mm -hmm. um, last year uh, I work like hell 
trying to figure out to answer uh, all these questions. Mm -hmm. What was the first year that people start to lift kettlebell? Uh, what kind of exercise they did, or what's the true origin of the Turkish getup? Mm. And all these uh, questions make me to to do a, to did a, a big research mm. and a crazy research because mm. sometimes I ended up in strange places. <laughs> like like uh, Russian black forums or black internet or places really 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 uh, strange the deep ends the deep the deep, ends, the deep, right? the deep yeah. web yes yeah. Uh, deep web. <laughs> yeah and sometimes I have to deal with uh, libraries in yeah. France or Sherman yeah. or Germany so or and you called them up I mean that that's what you shared with me you called those libraries all those these museums so you had those questions one of the museums that I actually know about is the Stark Center in Germany right but how so you called them up you sent them a well, letter and what happened as you see my English is not that good to call some guy in Germany and try to speak because my Sherman is not good. Um, I sent maybe, I don't know, a lot of emails. Mm -hmm. uh, I asked for help to some friends who speak uh, Sherman well. Mm -hmm. and I know a little bit about French and I sent a lot of email to French libraries, uh, English libraries or library from the United States, uh, but most of them were Germans. And most guys were really pleased to answer me. Mm -hmm. So that's that's that's, that's a good yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. I find some books that are, that are really difficult to find, like Sieber's book. Yeah. Some books are impossible to get. Mm -hmm. And other books like uh, Krashevsky's first book, Mm -hmm. it, 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 it doesn't exist. It doesn't does yeah. even exist, yeah. yes. So, yeah, you called up these libraries, so you, you talked to these museums, you had friends who helped you out so, you, so that you can even yes. reach these guys, and they were open to, to respond, and, and they sent you all the information, which is awesome. But now let me backtrack just a little bit, Geronimo. I mean, you're originally from Latin America, so how did you yes. even discover the kettlebell? And how was <laughs> back in oh, the day, I that's... mean, 2006, in, in Latin America and Buenos Aires, Argentina, how how was it? How was the surroundings with kettlebells and stuff? Oh man, I I, I don't want. Uh, I will see it again. I don't want to bore people about how difficult it is to get things in my country. Uh, this is a nice place. Argentina is a great place. Uh, it's not like an Syria or an uh, African country, but it's really difficult to live here because mm -hmm. I will give you one example. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I won't bore you anymore than this example. Maybe in 2013, uh, you know Arseniy Sharnakov from Russia? He's, he's one, Arseny Shornakov. He's a mm -hmm. uh, kettlebell lifter. Mm -hmm. uh, he's a great kettlebell lifter. Maybe he's one of the best in his category mm -hmm. because 
he weighed maybe 62 kilos. So Arsenio, Arseno? Arseni, Arseni, Arseni Chernakov. Chernakov, yes. He was, yeah. I brought him maybe to Argentina maybe three or four times. Uh -huh. And when he was here in Argentina in 2013, the dollar, the currency here was one dollar, seven pesos. Okay. Mm -hmm. One dollar, yeah. seven pesos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right now, right now, our actual currency is one dollar, 220 pesos. Oh, yes, it's crazy, man. Oh my it's, God, it, what this, happened? This place... Oh. This country oh, is totally messed with with wow. with these things. And when I started to to try to try to train kettlebells, the kettlebells didn't exist here. I hear the podcast with that guy from Canada. I think he's Luca yeah. or Sean Mosen. Sean yes. Mosen, yeah. And he's and he says, "Oh yes, it, it was really difficult to bring kettlebells." I understand him, but mm -hmm. In my country, it's impossible to export things because we have like crazy custom here. It's impossible mm. to get a, bo a book uh, oh from Amazon. Yes, it's and okay. even still I, today, even still today, it's 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 worse. It's worse. It's today. even it's worse. worse. Oh my god. Yes, it's even worse. And at that time, we don't have kettlebells. I only have uh, some Pavel's PDF that reached my country mm -hmm. and it was great man because i i was a martial artist all my life uh -huh. and when i read the kettlebell the pavel's book i i i went totally crazy man it wow. was great for in that moment in that moment it it was a lot for me and i choose okay i i, I need to understand how this work and i need I need to bring kettlebells to my country and it was totally impossible. And I have to, to go to some foundries here. And finally <laughs> I finished to, yes, yes, man. I, awesome. I met, I met the kettlebells. I spent maybe weeks in AutoCAD trying to figure out how to, how to make that shape. And then I, brought to the foundries and, and let's go actually oh today all kettlebells here uh are made by us wow. in argentina it's totally clear it's, it's it's nearly impossible trying to bring some kettlebell from another country it's is it's not reliable because it's, the customs so so just for me to understand it clearly the customs of Argentina, it's so, it's so terrible. So they are too demanding. They, too they, demanding. So they it's not even you. worth it. It's not even worth it. To yeah, no, 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 no. It's okay. impossible. It's impossible. Okay. But I don't want to bore people about You're how not boring difficult anybody, it is brother. in Argentina. No, because Listen. oh this is uh <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're not boring anybody and even if then they turn off i don't care about this because this is actual history okay and the, the thing that just popped in my mind is we have i mean the the respect and the homage that we are paying to these ogs from from that we're going to talk about from the the, the 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 classics and these guys and you know hakenschmidt and krajewski and all these guys but you know i put you and sean in a similar category because you are guys who 
didn't stop at nothing. You were like, okay, I, I gotta bring this somehow into my country. Yes. And I think if, if I'm, I may misinterpret it, but I think if I'm, if my recollection is right, Sean even said that he started with a foundry. So yes, yes, taking, I think I mean, it, went, it's not easy even in Canada. It's not see, easy even in Canada why, too. And that's why we have to put this on the record, and that's why people who are interested and who, who love what we do will be interested in, in listening to what you have to say because you you went the distance, right? And I have at this point, I have to acknowledge my privilege of living in Switzerland, being able to, you know, we, we have access to everything, even back in yes. 2013 or 2012. And then when I hear from you guys, it's just, it's, it's very humbling and very, very inspiring, man. You're, yeah. So keep going. So then you, you, you went to the foundry, you built your kettle. Hey, I went to the foundry. I built my own kettles <laughs> in Argentina. That's crazy. I have, I don't know, million of history about this. One time I went to St. Petersburg and I, I bought a kettle from uh, Ranschinsky. Mm -hmm. In his own shame. Okay, yes, 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 Rastinki. I said, please, please, Rastinki, uh, just sell me a kettlebell because I need one kettlebell in the Ural model, you know? The Ural model, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ural yeah. model, yes. Yeah. And I have to, well, I don't know, man. One time in Germany, one time in Germany, I bought a kettlebell in order to get the perfect the shape yeah. yes the perfect <laughs> di diameter <laughs> because we don't have uh pro-grade kettlebells in argentina wow. and i bought for some guy in halton halton hamsi halton hamsi one night i have to 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 uh, take this kettlebell and one kettlebell and maybe i don't remember well but i i bought two uh club belts uh -huh, yeah. and i have this this 20 kilos in my back and i had to maybe uh, walk 15 kilometers <laughs> because I can't figure out how to take a bus in Germany. And I was totally lost in a, in the, in a forest. I, I, I'm not kidding, okay? Yes, I, totally, I, I was totally lost in a Sherman forest yeah. at night. Totally, it was totally terrifying for me. And it, it maybe broke my back. And all to bring this model to Argentina. Yes, it was totally crazy, this is, man. This is incredible. I think okay, this, me... this is the first time I I, I told this. this wow, story. this is awesome, and and it's the perfect place to share this story. Let me tell you, brother. So I have two questions there before before we continue because uh, you talked about Vraszewski. So I just want to make sure that we're talking about the same person because I just bought the book from and I and I have to see if I have the book right yes. here. The fundamentals of, and I have the PDF right here. The fundamentals no. of straining, uh, of special strength training in sport. It's Verkoshansky. Is it that dude? No, no, no. Verkoshansky is, is it was uh, Raschinsky. Sergei Raschinsky. Sergei Raschinsky. He's, he's like the 
He's like the grandfather of kettlebell lifting in St. Petersburg wow. because he owns a lot of shins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, if you go to Raschinsky shins, mm -hmm. you can find, I don't know, uh, uh, all these guys like mm -hmm. uh, Anton okay. Anasenko and yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, uh, the guy OGs, who, yeah. who, who you, who uh, you Dennis did, uh, Vasilev. Yeah. Dennis Vasilev. Yeah. Well, one time, Dennis Vasilev, uh, I'm really grateful for him. I, I never took a class with Vasilev. I took class with Raschinsky and Kostov, um, Anton Anasenko, that he's, he's one of my teachers. But one time, uh, Denis Vasilev took me, took me in his car for one shim to another shim oh, in St. Cool. Petersburg. Cool. Uh, he spent a lot of time answering all my oh, questions about yeah. getting the sport. And yeah. I'm really grateful for him. Yeah. That sounds like guy. him. Sounds like him. I, when when we, had, we had this conversation for, uh, I think, two hours, and he answered everything in, in detail. Yes, he's great. Right. He's, he's really so humble. Yeah. He's really, really humble. Hum he's very, a this really guy, good person. Dennis is a cyborg, and he talks <laughs> like, like with that humble... He could, he could walk around acting like Muhammad Ali, the way he handles the kettlebell. So, and, and another thing that I want to uh, point out. So... That was the first thing. Uh, you had the story in the forest. You yes. Went to Germany. You have all the things. So Love my question. Stories, yes. so my question, because I asked Sean Mosen the same question. Why? Why did you go at this <laughs> great lengths to to really bring the kettlebell into Argentina? Did did you feel like wow, this is this is something that's so special, so unique, or I'm just hooked because I'm a martial artist? What was it? Why? Well, I think it's the same reason when you ask me why I share all this uh, information with people that I find that Kettlebell was a game changer for me, mm. okay? Mm -hmm. At this time, uh, when I started to lift Kettlebells, I found the perfect uh, way to train for a martial artist mm -hmm. and then i realized that it's perfect for your health mm -hmm. and perfect for your posture and perfect mm -hmm. for i mm -hmm. don't know everything mm -hmm. that that involves your health mm -hmm. and i really think that is i try to be I, I, I will I will uh, I will say it again because I told you maybe 100 times on or uh, oh, WhatsApp obvious. <laughs> okay, people, let, let, yeah, listen. Every day when I woke up, when I wake up, I I see my my phone and I see Lib Starks. Two messages from Lipstar, maybe 15 minutes each message. Uh, <laughs> I respond to him maybe with 10 or 15 yeah. small messages. Yes. You know, and uh, this was all day. And uh, maybe in each message that I sent to Gregory, I say the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I will read because this is one thing that one important guy say to the world that wasn't me it's be that person be that person who wasn't there for you for someone else mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Be that person who wasn't there for you, for someone else. If we can make this real, we fix the war in maybe in 10 minutes. Okay, the world is fixed in 10 minutes. Mm. If we can be that person that wasn't there for you, mm. for someone else. So that's the main reason that I want to cut to be known. I want people to know the truth about cut As mm. we always say, I don't think I will have the 100% truth about this, but mm. All they, we are trying to get more close to the 100. Mm, I think yeah. we we yeah. we never will do that. It's impossible because mm. I don't know what the truth is. Maybe nobody knows what 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 is the truth. But we are trying to we're trying to get him more close to the truth about mm. kettlebells, about so, what's what's his real history, and what's the real function because when when you know the real history you are more close to the real function of the exercise and that's one that's one one of the yeah 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 that's yes, a finish. big one that's finish. a big one yes. we could it, we could it, stop yes, right yes, yes. <laughs> okay yeah. so um when you are more close to the history I think you are more close to the real function. And the main problem today, today, nowadays, the, the main problem is that people are doing a lot of capable exercise without knowing the real function. As you see in windmills, come on. Mm -hmm. Who knows what to do in windmills? Nobody. Because, because they don't know. <clears throat> where to put the the intention where to put the mm -hmm. tension mm -hmm. and that's why you see in google a lot of shit man come on mm -hmm. it's, it's it's full of shit because i don't want to speak trash about people i i i'm not like gregory that has a special uh, place in his youtube channel to speak about people and he said no no i'm i'm only giving uh yeah just giving feedback. i don't know who, yeah i feel yeah. that <laughs> but i i will tell you the truth right now first time i saw you i didn't like you mm. oh okay I, I didn't like you and i think it's important to say it here yeah. In order to improve our relationship. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. First time I didn't Honestly. like you. It okay. was and uh, what did you see? What what was the first thing you see? Yeah. Um, I think it was my prejudice. I don't know how to say Oh no no no. This. What video did you see one 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 video? I don't know, no. Okay. okay. I, I only saw I, I saw your thumbnails and I didn't like your thumbnail. I say, Oh, these <laughs> thumbnails are great. <clears throat> He's making He's making better thumbnails than mine. I know my ego was totally destroyed. Yeah. He's making better yeah. thumbnails than I am. So I hate this guy. <clears throat> I don't like what, why, why is he, why is he critic, criticizing people? And then one day I started to see your videos mm. and I like them. Okay. Mm. I like them. I say, oh, this guy has something. 
this guy has something. And I will be totally true right now with you on all your YouTube followers. Mm, mm. In some point, I say, mm, what if this guy someday put me in his reaction videos? I will be in problem. <laughs> Stop it, man. Stop yeah. this. Stop so, it, man. No. So, right? So, <laughs> I say, mm, I will send you my book to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to and now I totally own this guy and uh, he respect me and I won't I, will I won't be in his reaction way. videos I won't be man I won't be so let me let, let me say the oh my cat is totally crazy here let me say the last thing I will say okay people people Gregory followers in YouTube do you think maybe in these reaction videos, maybe you need an attorney because you're you are like a prosecutor in your videos. Am I right? <laughs> you are like Sometimes. the prosecutor. Yeah. So I think if people vote, people please vote here, okay? If people vote, maybe you will need a uh, attorney in your videos, something like uh, devils. Who do you call Dev, Devil's advocate. Attorney? Yeah. Yeah. De Devil's Advocate or something Devil's like advocate. that? Yeah. <laughs> like Kenny Reeves? Yes. Okay, so probably I, I, I can be like Kenny Reeves trying to defend all that shit that people are doing when they <laughs> when I trying to do some uh, windmills and you say, no, this is not good. And I probably will say, oh, it's okay. Maybe they won't die. Come on, Gregory, mm. these people won't die. Don't yeah. be so hard on them. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, no, this is important. Uh, trying to get the threat back. Mm -hmm. This is important. Uh, I think the most, uh, the big problem in Catabal is that people don't know what is the real function of the exercise. The problem is, is, is not that people are doing it wrong. The people is, they don't know what is what the exercise are for. Do you, don't you get yeah. me? Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Because they and are doing was, the, the windmill. The windmill is the best example. Yeah. They don't know example. what is it for. The, the band press is even a better example, right? Where, get it about just, it. The band press is impossible. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and it's I, impossible. I think, I think, you know, I was in that same place. I was in exactly the same place where uh, where many, many people that watch uh, our reactions are maybe probably in right now. And this is where I feel the void or this idea that you're presenting. Be that person for somebody who didn't have it back then. Be it now and be Beautiful. it for them. Beautiful. This is what I, what I do with the reactions because, you know, sometimes people are critiquing on a very harsh level. I try to, I try to just share love because at the end of the day, we're all, you know, we're all human beings. We all make mistakes. Yet, I was in that same category. I didn't know what. I mean, I can use the kettlebell and do dumbbell exercises with it and be totally fine, right? But as soon as we start swinging, as soon as we engage with a bend press and all these these crazy exercises, and then you need to understand, okay, what is the idea behind it? So I like where you're coming from with the history. And if I may, um, if I may, Geronimo, pivot now yes. from, from your story into the history. Now, can you give us an exact mm -hmm. 
and maybe not an exact, but a somehow starting point of where kettlebells came into yes into ex non-existence, but beca because we know it's weight uh, weights on markets. We know that yeah, they were used as weights on markets. But where yes. is the exact point where we start okay. using the exercise, the kettlebell? It's, here, it's really important to differentiate two things. Uh, where the kettlebell started in his, in, in his final shape, like his spherical shape, it's undeniable that it started in Russia, okay? Mm -hmm. I have this... Uh, decreed or I don't know how to spell let me see that it started in 16 no 1670 ah uh, here I have in my book because I, I can't remember everything in the 1791 this Peter uh, not Peter the post the one that he was an emperor of Russia mm -hmm. He made a decree. Ah, yeah, I remember. From the and I have this decree here in order to to prove what I'm saying. And he says that uh, weights have to be spherical and with a handle. Okay, because before that, before that, the kettlebells or the weights for the scales in Russia were like a uh, prismatic shapes. It was like a prisma, a prismatic shape with a handle. Um, sometimes maybe they were uh, they were made, uh, they were forged, okay. Mm -hmm. And by 1791, in this uh, Paul's decree, Paul's the first decree or something like that, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. uh, he asked, uh, he where well, he ordered that weights would be uh, spheric in a spherical shape. So we need here to separate two things. The kettlebell as uh, a tool, okay, as spherical tool, mm -hmm. and the kettlebell techniques that we know nowadays. This, yeah, okay? Okay. this is very, very important. And maybe I will get some, I don't know, red point laser in my forehead <laughs> for saying this. we already got this man me and you yeah okay yeah, yeah. we already got this but i have maybe two or three here <laughs> right now style. Yeah. so yes. just just to make it clear on that point that you just shared seven we can say that 1791 that's 1791 1791 yes is when the russian tsar it's run it the Russians, yes. Right? Tsar or emperor, I don't know. Oh, emperor or whoever. He decided, yes. he made the decree that from now on, this day, yes. we have to use spherical scale spherical weights. Spherical scale weights handle. a handle. That's it. Before that, we don't have any evidence, any evidence that the weights were spherical. The only evidence that we have in Russia is that they were in a prismatic shape. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got this. I don't know. I don't know what Google will tell you to you. I don't know if any book say another thing, <clears throat> but the actual evidence that I have yeah. until now yeah. is yeah. this. 
Uh, okay. It's 1791. Mm -hmm. And I know you people will start to say, no, 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 no. Get yeah, yeah, in a spherical shape. Yeah, yeah. mm -hmm. Starting in the 16. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what year, uh, but they don't have any evidence. Okay. Okay. All this yeah. is about evidence. This is like CSI TV show, as I told you. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Okay, evidence yeah. will speak the yeah. truth. And this, okay? yeah, this is, I think this is important to note uh, for everybody that's watching and listening. Uh, what, what Geronimo is sharing is not just stories and legends, but hard proof, documents, evidence, forms, pictures, pictures books. books. It's, yeah, it's the real thing. And, and we have to, and this is maybe something that we have to include now because we talked about this on WhatsApp stories. There might be stories and legends that it maybe was used even in earlier times that another emperor from another state or part of the world probably was, I'm, I'm probably it's right i'm probably it's right but we don't have proof yes or, that's or it evidence. So we, yeah we don't have okay? actual evidence yeah. we are not the i'm not denying that yeah, yeah. prior to 1791 the catalan and spherical shape exist mm. i'm not denying that mm -hmm. but the only mm -hmm. proofs and evidence that i have are are this right. and if you have more proof yeah be my guest okay yeah, i will yeah. change my mind change my yeah. mind yeah. i'm i'm the guy in the in the chair with a big uh sign saying change my mind come on yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. steven crowder yeah so then we have then so this is the inception of the spherical weight with a handle and back then it was used let, let's just assume it was used as scale weights so now let's yes. switch into that second category that you want to talk about and when did they start using it as techniques mm, let's let's finish with the first sorry oh, okay. for interrupting uh, you i'm sorry uh, yeah. because some guy could or some girl could say oh no uh, they they exist before in china Mm -hmm. They used to be in Germany. They used to be in France. Okay, you are right. You are right. There used to be similar tools to kettlebells or tools that people use in the same way that we use kettlebells nowadays. It's okay. I'm with you totally. But those are not kettlebells. Okay, those are the kettlebell is a ball with handle mm -hmm. without discussion. Discussion. Okay, mm -hmm. and. Did the Chinese uh, do did something similar in China with the stone locks? Yeah. Yes, they did. Yes, for sure. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and maybe 1,000 years before kettlebells, but those are not kettlebells. Those are similar tools. I, I call it that way. Similar tools that probably people use for the same function because okay. Chinese used to shuttle with this uh, stone weight, and Sherman used to lift some kind of bullet uh, weight shape uh, with ring. And you even shared in your book uh, Switzerland. A lot of this. Switzerland. Yes, Switzerland. A, stone, Switzerland. A, a stone with, with, a, with a, a chain with on a it. Yeah, yeah, yes, in France, this big uh, yeah. rectangular yeah. Weight, yeah. shape yeah. and weight with, yeah. uh, with a ring, the poivre. Yeah. And it's all in my book. I'm not yeah. denying this, yeah. but what we call kettlebell. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like the kettle and um, mm -hmm. the kettle shape and weight mm -hmm. and the bell shape it's 
it started in Russia. Okay. Mm -hmm. It seems it started in 1791. Yes. Second point that you asked me. Okay. But wait a second. Wait, about, a second. Uh, yes. wait a second, Geronimo, because we touched on a stone lock. Keep the second point. I, I've written it down when, when technique started. But now, because you brushed on the stone lock, the stone mm -hmm. lock are the, the, the concrete blocks, right? Where, where I saw it. They do swings. They do funny cleans. I even did one of these ideas with a kettlebell on, on our Instagram. So they do snatch. They yeah, do uh, They shudder. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But it's not. We can say this is not. It's a not kettlebell. a kettlebell. That's Come just, on. It's, that's a just stone lock. it's a stone lock. It's a stone lock. It, yep. They use for the same reasons that a Sherman or a French or a Russian uh, finish using a kettlebell to obtain the same function, you know, ballistic, to improve your balance, to improve your back, to improve your shoulder mm -hmm. for the same, because uh, people were seeking for the same things. If I were a Chinese guy, I don't know, in the 1,200 year, and I want to improve my my striking, my, yeah. my striking mm -hmm. uh, it will be a really good idea to lift some kind of tool that gives me more balance, that gives me more power, that improve my back, that improve my core. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's the same. I know that this is a but we can call it kettlebell, okay? Mm -hmm. Because the etymology, etymology, do you mm -hmm. call it this mm -hmm. way? Yeah, etymology yeah, yeah. of kettlebell is related to this spherical weight, yes. okay? But it it's for the same function, but it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's so important to note because if we would go even further back into history, we would end up with the Bibo stone and, and the halteres from, yeah. from Greeks. So we just want to make clear that we're talking about the spherical shaped idea with the hand. Yes, that's yes. where it starts. Okay, yeah. Is yeah. that a kettlebell? No, it's not a kettlebell, but it uh, gives you the same. Uh, function yeah. or it give you the yeah. same uh, i don't know um yeah. object objectives benefits, that you want yeah, to, benefits, the benefits, benefits love, that you want yeah and i love what you said at this the, we are human beings so human beings all around the planet were looking for a a the same benefit more strength same body come on it's yeah. the same we, same we, body. we all have two arms and one hand yeah, the same. yeah yeah so we okay. come up with similar ideas even exactly. though we're on a completely part a different part of the world so now let's jump into the second part technique training yeah. when does that start wow the, 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 this is the tough one okay <laughs> it's for me it's impossible to say when when did it start because uh, it's in the kettlebell folklore uh, we we used we usually say that it started with the farmers and peasants in russia that they they should throw the kettlebells in fairs and demonstration and i think that's true okay i don't have any evidence <coughs> or photos or pictures or one book that could prove that but i think uh, it's true because 
you can find uh, in in farmers nowadays, in peasants in Ukraine or mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. all part of regions of Russia that uh, this kind of people is uh, lifting kettlebells. Mm -hmm. We don't know anything about uh, modern uh, training or mm -hmm. I don't know mm -hmm. or or YouTube or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't have any evidence about this, but I have a lot of evidence that it started in Europe, mainly in Germany and Austria, yeah. because the same Russians like Dr. Von Krasowski, uh, Ivan Lebedev, all these guys who uh, taught in Russia, they say in his book that they were inspired by Shermans or Austrian guys like Emil Voss, like Theodor Siebert, like, I don't know, mm -hmm. a lot of Sherman that, mm -hmm. and they import those techniques to Russia. And this is very controversial because when you saw Russian books from 1916 or 1920 or Ukrainian books or books from the uh, USSR, they are doing the same exercise that Shermans and French and people from Austria used to train. Like Turkish get up, yes, man, the Russians yeah, used awful. to train the get up, okay? Oh. The, and I have a lot of book in order to uh, demonstrate this mm -hmm. because you can see uh, the get up in some Sherman books, or in Sieber's book that you already read. Mm -hmm. uh, he he shows uh, the Turkish get up. He didn't call Turkey. We will discuss this later because mm -hmm. this is a big. Uh, hit a this big, big topic. A big it hit. Separate has yeah. to be separated. Yeah. Okay, I sell a lot of things, and people. Mm, okay, okay, no problem, no problem. When I when when I say Turkish top is not from Turkey, people just went went crazy. They to decapitate you. They freak yeah. out. They freak yeah. out. Oh, don't touch the I Turkish saw this. I saw. Don't this. touch I it. Experience this firsthand. Yeah. Man. I'm saying in my book and here that kettle technique is not for Russia and people, hmm, okay, no problem. When, when I say the Turkish adapt is not from Turkey, people should freak out. What happened here? Come on. <laughs> it's fascinating. So can Come we on. just, can we pinpoint this with the, I mean, in my video and which I have gotten, of course, from the, all the resources from your book. Uh, we started with the Tornos around the 18th century. Yes, um, yes, the Tornos from Tornos, right? And then, so can we can we pinpoint it to one particular person, which was probably Felice Napoli, 1860? Yes, it's really difficult, but Felice, Felice Napoli was maybe the grand grandfather of all these old strongmen because Felice Napoli was an Italian uh, and he was uh, he taught um, this guy Attila from Attila, Germany yeah. 
and Attila was uh, maybe the big influence mm -hmm. for uh, Eugene Sandow and Sieber and Arthur Saxon and Simon Klein and a lot of guys from Sherman and France and England and even United States in the 20th century. Mm -hmm. And this guy is maybe one of the most influential teachers of all times in, um, in uh, physical culture, I could say. And he was the guy who invented the band press and maybe some others um, kettlebell exercise that we don't know because mm -hmm. it's really difficult mm -hmm. to get some mm -hmm. evidence. But he inspired a lot of these guys Then later inspired inspired some Russian guys like Krashevsky, Hackensmith. Who was uh, actually, Krashevsky was actually Polish, right? Is, is yes, Krashevsky is actually, well, who it's was really difficult. For the Tsar. Yeah. It's really difficult because uh, Sandow, short Sandow, uh, he, he's, it's, it's difficult because he's more Persian, like Russian, He's he's like Swedish. I know Swedish, Swedish yes, Estonian it's, it's, mother. Yes, yes. And Russian he's father. Swedish. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it's really difficult to to was, set or, up. Or was it Hackensmith? Oh. I'm sorry. I think I'm mixing it up. I'm sorry. Hackensmith is from yeah. Estonia. It, yeah, and people think he's from Russia and it's not the same. Come on, Estonia yeah. from Russia. But, but at we that have time, to, yeah, at that time, that's what we have to at acknowledge. Time it was, at that time, Russia. Um, yeah. Yes, at so the same from Krasovsky. So let's not get caught up in the details. But one one of the most important aspects that you shared now is uh, we have all, we have Felice Napoli, we have Attila, we have Sandow, we have these heavyweights that are uh, building, especially Sandow, Attila was strong, but Sandow really, really pushed the boundaries even further. And then we have uh, Theodor Siebert in Germany, right? Yes. But then you ha have one of the, I think one of my uh, most pivotal figures, in my opinion, from my perspective, Krajewski, right? Yes. So what happens? Yes. He's what the happened? father, he's, he's the, the father of kettlebells in Russia, and maybe the weightlifting fathers in Russia. Uh, he's a really important character mm. in Russia. Mm. Uh, the, I think the most important, there are two big hits with Krashevsky. The first is that he took maybe all the, all the technique, weightlifting techniques in Europe because he traveled a lot to Germany, mm -hmm. to France, to mm -hmm. even to Spain, mm -hmm. to Great Britain at that time. Mm -hmm. And he, I think he read, read a lot because in his books, he even mentioned Indian techniques. That's totally crazy for me because he mentioned, oh, this kind of techniques that you can do with kettlebells, it's like the, th the same technique that people Close. from India are doing with Indian club. And, and that was totally, uh, that blows my mind, man. So he was very um, knowledgeable. Krajewski was knowledgeable, not only in terms of training, science and recovery and all that stuff that he, that he pioneered. Well, man, but he, also was, he, was, he was the, the third physician. Yeah. 
So he knew a lot in that in that part. But he was also yeah, most definitely. But he was also open-minded. So he knew he knew practices in Europe. He knew practices in India. So that means he was a very open-minded. Yeah, that's totally crazy. And the second thing about Krasinski is that maybe he was one of the first to try to mixing up. medical acknowledge with training uh-huh. so he started to talk about to take uh, ice showers and he started to talk oh in this place we need electric uh, electricity lights with electricity because with oil is not good for your lungs uh-huh. uh, he, he started to wow. To talk about you need to rest maybe eight hours yeah. and he started to talk a lot of things that wow. uh, today are common i common acknowledge yeah uh, he started yeah. To, oh, come on he started to talk about this in the in the 1890 in the 1890s he was a revolutionary he he uh, he really set the tone and and what i so love about krajewski is how hakenschmidt describes krajewski in his book the way to live how well, he he's says like a god he described yeah. he's like a god the doc yes. he said the good doctor had like good doctor. 100 patients or even more i think 150 or 200 i That's can't remember crazy, the name yes. the, the number but he said he had so many patients and what i love about krajewski and that's the reason why he inspired me to even go a little bit further with our academy that we have the school of physical culture we call it now um he keep it training also yeah and and he keep keep the training come he on he keep well. lifting kettlebells i love this and what he does what really struck with me is two things i mean and many things but two things that show his character is first of all hackenschmidt said that he even he even extended his counsel to people who couldn't afford his counsel that's great. so he that's... gave it to people who couldn't pay for this so this is very powerful it's too modern yes hello so so that's one thing is all right so he extended his 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 love and his knowledge to people who didn't have the money and now the second thing that comes that really blows my mind before russian before russian revolution before the russian revolution as you remember you are uh, in the russian empire at this time at that time Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's not common to people to help people in distress <laughs> yes. at that time. Yes. Come on. Yes, at that so he uh, he was a revolutionary in so many ways and this one thing that I need to mention is uh, Hackenschmidt describes him he said uh Krajewski had such an a genuine emotion and fascination for feats of strength then when it happened that he was so genuine and he jumped up full of emotion that it took over the whole room and he gave medals to everyone he's always giving just medals pure emotion pure emotion so that's why he he was he must have been purely passionate and uh, he was he was purely he was. passionate about training moving feats of strength training strength and i love i got it from him where he says health is a natural companion of yes. strength Wow, that's finish. Finish this for podcast is finished. Yes, but it's <laughs> yes, Krasinski. Krasinski words. Yes, Krasinski yeah, words. Yeah. 
most definitely. So then Krajewski took uh, Krajewski took it to to Russia, and then yes. we have and then we're gonna talk, talk touch on the. And I, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying this. Krajewski say this, he this. in his he book. Says this. Yeah, he's inspired. Hawkins by, by says this. Yeah, all these yeah. Russian guys. And I I I just finished now. I just finished to translate uh, Ivan Lebedev's book Ooh. for uh, 1926. It's in Spanish. I will try to translate to English for now. Mm-hmm. And in Lebedev's words, he said the same. He said Krashevsky uh, traveled all around Europe trying to find new techniques, and he was devoted to um, to this guy Tudor Siebert. And if you see in the old pictures of uh, Krashevsky Shims, in the top of the picture, because he has this kind of altar with a yeah, lot of pictures, yeah. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, love it. Uh, and he was got he gathered all these pictures in his trial for Europe. And those are are all pictures of European wrestlers and European uh, strongmen. And in the top of this altar is Evi, Emil Voss. Emil Voss. The yeah. guy, Emil Voss, yes. Yeah. He was maybe one of the big influences for uh, Von Krasovsky. So he was I'm French, right? Saying, so Emil Voss was I, French? Emil Voss was uh, from, uh, I think he's Prussian or from Poland. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Emil Voss, I have here. Uh, uh, I got, ah, here. Emil Voss, he was from the Prussian Empire. Ah, Prussian Empire, yeah. Mm-hmm. Po- Poland at the present day. Yeah, Polish. Okay? Yeah. Today is Polish. Mm. And, well, he, he was, uh, he's... He has a very high, he's very skilled in kettlebell juggling. As you know, kettlebell juggling is one, I think, is one of the most important keys in kettlebell mm-hmm. training, in the old kettlebell training, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. maybe all people used to train with uh, kettlebell juggling. And today, people don't know. Oh, most definitely. What's the know. function? I Why? didn't. Well, well, I didn't. So I didn't. people here in Argentina, maybe they insult me <laughs> when I post some uh, Russian doing some shuggling uh, mm-hmm. or old Sherman mm-hmm. uh, circus that are mm-hmm. doing some shuggling. Uh, they say, oh, you're like a clown. Mm-hmm. And they don't understand they don't know that that's one of the most important uh, mm-hmm. abilities that you will acquire with kettlebell juggling is to accelerate, to disaccelerate the weight and to um, buffer, I don't know who to call buffer, yeah, yeah, buffer the weight in your body. And th- those are three really important things in martial arts and wrestling and fight the ability to accelerate the weight, the ability to disaccelerate is really important in order to avoid injuries. Mm-hmm. Wow. One of the most, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, one, one of the cause of injury is when people 
don't know yeah. how to yeah. just accelerate. Yeah. Same, and they got same with the same with the swing. Same with the swing. Yes, you injure yourself you if you don't if you, you have a lot of acceleration coming from behind, so in front you have to have some brakes. So they don't know how eccentric same. work. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's great. So we can and, and that's what we can pinpoint as well. Kettlebell juggling, kettlebell juggling. This is probably the grandfather of kettlebell training. Kettlebell juggling, this is where it probably sure. is. I, I don't have any evidence, yeah. but the first evidence that you can find if you did the, the research is that people used to train with kettlebells doing juggling. Mm -hmm. the, the Austrian guys, you know, in the breweries, I think. Yeah, in the breweries, yeah. <laughs> They, yeah. In the breweries, yeah. they starting to doing juggling. Uh, the first Russian, maybe the farmers and peasants, they also uh, train in a juggling way. And Chinese with stone lock train with doing juggling. And they, these people maybe feel or they find that it's important to juggle with weights, with heavy weights. Come on, yeah, with heavy because. Weights, you see a lot of people doing shoveling in Instagram that is totally fine for me. It's perfect. Everything that one guy do in order to, to disseminate kettlebell in the world is okay for me. Do mm -hmm. you understand? Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't like, I don't like people who shovel with four kilos. Come on. I don't like, I, I don't understand what kind of ability will you get shoveling uh, in that way i like more the heavy shoveling mm -hmm. okay power but yeah. power shoveling yeah. yes yeah where yes. you need the actual and strength to move that stuff and and the actual coordination and gripping and that's where it comes from it's that wow. it's that's releasing it gripping it and being able to boom uh, I, I like what you said. Buffer, I, I, buffer the way for your Buffer body. for me is the this. most important. Buffer for me is the most Buffering. important is juggling. And disaccelerate. Yeah. It's the, yeah. it's the two most, and it has a lot of benefits. Powerful. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. eye hand coordination, yeah. eye balance. Yes. A lot of things that mm. are really powerful mm. for your health. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's fascinating. And this is very crazy because in Germany, they finish okay the kettlebell is, is this is crazy let, let me try to figure out how to say this uh the kettlebell is a tool that people don't uh didn't uh, made in order to train is what people maybe made a barbell or a dumbbell in order to train mm -hmm. but the kettlebell is not a tool made for training. Mm -hmm. People just grab one kettlebell and start training, okay? Mm -hmm. But in Germany, in the 20s, or maybe in the 1910, you can see in the Saxons books that they use a kind of kettlebell with a rectangular shape of the handle. Uh, handle the like German rectangular. kettlebell. Yes, and mm -hmm. we can say that the Sherman kettlebell is uh, manufactured in order to lift kettlebell, but in order to make shoveling with kettlebell. So people call in some magazine in the twenties. They call they call it uh, Sherman kettlebell for shoveling. 
because the handle is very thin and it has a rectangular shape in order to facilitate your to grab the kettlebell in the and air. And I think, am, am I right with this? With my assumption, so we have the German, right. for, for those people who don't know. For those people who don't know, the German kettlebell was the bell. The bell in its all by itself, but it had a very yes. large and long elongated very large handle. And long elongated handle so, in a rectangular yeah. shape. Yes, and so in order, if I that's just what I'm envisioning right now. <coughs> if I am swinging a kettlebell with a very large handle, and I am juggling it so the kettlebell starts flipping i use a lot of force so i have more time and i have yes uh, uh, to, to grab it again because the, 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 yes. the handle is longer yet with a standard or with a competition kettlebell the handle's way shorter so yeah i, I yes. have to be more powerful and even more quicker which may be not the best thing if you juggle very heavy weights Am I exactly. right with my assumption? Oh. No, you're, you're totally right. And wow. I will surprise you with another with another thing. In the 90s, in 90, in 1920, in 19, 20, sorry, in the 20s, in the 20s in Germany, they used to have a sport, a kettlebell sport based on shagging, and it was totally crazy, man. <clears throat> really? It's totally crazy because just imagine two teams. This totally crazy. This totally different from another another thing. This is like the the curling curling in winter games. That is totally crazy. Yeah. Uh, you have two teams, maybe uh, twelve people in each team, and the competition is in a open site. And you have to keep your kettlebells. Uh, every team has maybe the same amount of kettlebells. And you have to keep the kettlebells on the air. And you have to pass through your partner all time. And the team who, uh, who, who keeps more time the kettlebells in the air is the the one the has the, the, the winning team and uh -huh. it was totally crazy i have some pictures of this and it's nuts man because uh -huh. they are maybe 20 shermans in the 20s shoes shuggling kettlebells in the air totally crazy and that was a sport wow. before all kind of sport with kettlebell and wow. it's a totally lost sport wow. in germany See, that's that's why we got it. We have to bring that stuff back. That we have to talk about that that information that has been buried. We need to honor this guy. Yeah, we need to honor it. And and here because it goes. They they you gave know? his life for this. Siver yeah. gave his life yeah, for yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he died in totally poverty. Yeah. yeah. And we need to honor these guys, and not only to honor these people. Because I think the the highlight that I that that we make in this podcast is we need to understand the history of the kettlebell in order to understand the real function of the kettlebells. Yeah, I love this. This is this is the essence of, yes. of of really uh, trying to find out where a tool comes from because you want to find out what was the original intention 
of this specific implementation of training or whatever have you what was the intention and it's so more easy for you to understand the real function of the exercise yeah it's more easier it's more easier and maybe yeah. you 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 will get surprised about some things like yeah. like the bench press or the windmill or yeah. the yeah. get up yeah yeah so now let's before we jump into the get up because i want to dedicate the next 20 minutes yes. or so to the I get up i think the get up is, one thing, will be the most difficult. yeah <laughs> one thing that i really want to mention now is i mean we have we have set a clear case for people who really want to go a step deeper uh i have your book linked in the description and thank you, you very much it was really welcome for me no you're welcome really you, you are you are the reason why, why why i'm doing this and the second thing is at the end of the video you will see the kettlebell history video where you can just take a deep dive and see that's great um if you if you want it on video to to get the clear story of how how it all went down with proof and documents but now Another thing that I, uh, I've gotten a response from people who uh, interacted with uh, my stuff that, that was, I just, uh, that I got from you, that I received from you. And that is, well, I actually started looking on Google, mm. but I didn't find anything. Why is that? Why do people go on Google? For example, they type in Emil Voss or they type in Turkish get up Charles Pata. We come to this in a second. Why is there nothing shown on Google? Okay, because they were, I think they were forbidden topics that you can only find on, 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 on an old books. Uh, I found a lot of, of uh, information in the book from Desbonnet, ah, yeah. the, the, the Kings of Strength, the Rose de la Force, the Rose yeah. de la Force yeah. in mm. French. And I, I discovered a lot of things in that book, and that allowed me to find and other books because mm -hmm. in in that book he mentioned Charles Bata and then it was really difficult to find something more about Bata <laughs> and you won't believe me but I find uh, various information about Bata in some Russian forums like wow. uh, and, and that was crazy I find a magazine that dedicated maybe three or four pages to Charles Bata, and I can spend more information about this char character. I think he's one of the most, well, he's the guy, he's the man in the get up, totally, because at the moment, he's the most older guy that we can find in pictures and description in books, about doing some kind of get up or uh, the visage, like they yeah. call at that time, that it's translate like unscrewing, unscrewing, because they say you have to unscrew the weight yeah. from the ground. And now that you say this, I, I remember, I recall from reading, um, reading the book from Theodor Siebert, where yes. he mentions an exercise that he calls Schrauben. And Schrauben means screwing in German. Yeah, yeah, nice, nice. Wow. 
I lost that. Gotta, gotta get my... back at this and reread it. But he said it's Schrauben, sh screwing. So, so can we let's let's jump then into the Turkish getup. Okay, let's let's <laughs> let's jump in this yeah. difficult uh, yeah, place. You, yes, okay. You just go. Charles Bata, maybe in the 1880. 1880. Yeah. 1880. We. I will put this here because. Okay. Yes. In the 1818, uh, this guy Charles Bata starting to to make some uh, different exercise. He was a specialist on to create novel exercise at that time. Mm -hmm. He want all time to um, surprise people doing dangerous things. And he started to lift things from the ground. Uh -huh. And in order to make it more uh, difficult, he started to put some swords and knives. Yeah. <laughs> crazy guy. Uh, yes, he was totally crazy. Come yeah. on. And, uh, and the people start to uh, maybe to ask, okay, Charles, please don't do it anymore, this, because we will die if we see you. Yeah doing the thing <laughs> and he started to lift chariot axles mm -hmm. chariot axles yeah, the yeah. the axis from a chariot yeah, yeah. come on yeah. and maybe it weighs 70 kilos and it's totally crazy it's totally crazy, it's crazy. Man, 70 kilos and as you see in his picture he's like uh, skinny or thin but his forearms are totally massive it's crazy when you say, oh, he's my hero. Come on. I, I, when I see this guy, I, I see a thin guy uh, with very big forearms. And I say, oh, I'm, awesome. I wish I were this guy. <laughs> uh, and he started to leave chariot axles in his drawings, uh, as you can see in the Bonnet books. And he put some knife um, fires um at the bottom and it was totally crazy and maybe he was the first guy uh, to live in this way and he called it uh, the visage that is unscrewing and then maybe in 1890 people started to call in just simple lifting from the ground lifting or from the ground. Yeah. take a weight and, and get up from the ground or yeah. something like that. But mm -hmm. I, I wasn't able to find one description that say uh, like a Turkish get up. And let me put things clear about this. The only description that you can find is in Hackensmith book when he said lifting weights in a Turk, like a Turk position. Yeah, yeah. sitting Turkish style, yeah. Sitting, yes, yeah, sitting, yeah. sitting uh, like a Turk. Style. Yeah, I you know. Okay, in, or in a Turkish mm -hmm. style. Mm -hmm. At that time, at that time, when you do something sitting on the ground, they call you are sitting like a Turk or you are sitting like an Indian, like an Native American Indian. Okay. Yeah. And and let me just let me just give you a, a, a just a small uh, interjection real quick because Please. 
my my dad is from the Balkans, right? Okay. So what I have in my blood, and I cannot explain it. I think that's that's the Balkan way, and that's even the Turkish. Now, first of all, we have my heritage even goes back uh, because I have gypsy blood in my veins. My heritage goes even back to India to a certain extent. Right. Wow. The the Roma, they they were back in India. So just just as a small side note. But now let's let's talk about the Balkan way. I love sitting on the ground. I love sitting on the floor, not on the couch. I'm, of course, I also enjoy sitting on the couch. But many times when I watch a movie, sometimes I sit down on the floor. And Angie, okay. she's like, hey, what, what, in, when what we met, she was like, why, why are you doing this? Why? I just feel comfortable sitting on the floor. And when I see my It's on my blog. Come on, it's on my yeah. blog. Yeah. So many, many of my relatives do this as well. They sit on the floor. And there's one specific way of sitting sometimes. And that is when you have your knees up and the other and one knees up and the other legs extended. So you can feel comfortable like like this. Yes. So like this me is, right here. Yeah. So this is probably because we guys from the Balkans and even Turkish folks love to sit and have a chai or have a chi. Yeah, that's the heritage. So I think when people saw this, the, the get up is they were relegating or they were uh, um, assimilating it. So, hey, that's that's how my Turkish friend sits. Yes, that's how that's all my, people. Right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Just as a side note. Okay. Yeah. Let me put things clear. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that people in the Ottoman Empire or in Persia or India not used to lift weights in that way, because I know that they do in that way. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of. Uh, mm -hmm. Persian wrestlers or uh, Turkey wrestlers mm -hmm. doing the exact same exercise. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'm saying I don't have any proofs. I don't yeah. have evidence. The only evidence that I have is this guy, Charles Bata, for yeah. friends. Yeah. A lot of people for that time in circles, in demonstration, in presentation, doing the same thing with people with chariot axles, with people, with barbells, because they, I think there is only one way to lift weight efficiently from the ground. Yeah, and it's the same in yeah, Turkey, yeah. in French, yeah. okay? But it seems, yeah. it seems that they get up in the kettlebell community, I think don't, don't, didn't come from Turkey, or maybe yes, but I don't have any evidence. Uh, I have a lot of evidence that it comes from Charles Bata, from France, from people from circles, uh, from Sigmund Klein in the United States when he started to lift kettlebells, from Russian. I have a lot of Russian books with Russian doing this get up. So this is what we have right now. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the best way to exert force yeah, from the ground to the get up position because yeah. that's yeah. what you need if you're a wrestler. Come on, if you're a wrestler, you must be this. strong in the on the ground when, when you are getting up from the ground and when exactly. you are 
coming back to the ground. You exactly. need to be strong in all that phases. And that's what you shared with when you shared this with me. This really put a whole it it opened up a whole different perspective on the get up. The idea of the get up is to get up from the ground and in every step of the way as you get up always being able to exert force from the nice. ground yes and, and totally. this and this really this open up because we can you can say well i just get up like this i, I roll up yes mm. but if you yes. roll up like this you're not able to exert yeah. force because you don't have contact with your foot on the ground or with your or the leg or anything you just try to roll up and then you have all of the weight on your back if you try to do yes it. but if you yes. pull your leg in like we do it in the turkish get up nice this was fascinating. You are, you are seeking for the real function of the exercise. Most definitely. And, and you will get the best of that exercise. And, and that's now, what we are looking for yeah. all time. People and like now you I and Yeah, and now I understand why martial artists and MMA guys... You, you mentioned the wrestlers, yes, of course. Yes. And even the MMA guys, as soon as you wrestle somebody, you go down and back up. That's what you need. That's why the Turkish get-up is so powerful for martial artists. Yes. See, that's what you said. When you know the history, you come back to its function. Man, this is... I think, that, I think that's the most important point that yes. we made that's today is that. It's all yeah. this video so people uh, maybe it, it would be a good idea if you write down yeah at the yeah. bottom and people don't see please don't see this video only it's you only one, have to read this one yes this one one sentence so we can say that charles pata i mean he and his contemporaries were all the heavyweights back then it was hackenschmidt it was pitla yes we didn't yes. talk about like you know with all these heavyweights from from the physical culture the early days of physical culture so we can then say maybe that charles pata he also influenced all these guys around him i mean he most definitely influenced debonair who, who talked about the kings of strength, right? Yes. So this is where he took then the next level, maybe through Krajewski and then Lebedev, and then that's where... And he also influenced this guy, uh, Milos Teimo, you know, uh, the yeah, guy yes. who invited the squad. Yeah. This German guy who, yeah. the, who went to the state after World War I. Uh, well, a lot of German guys went to the state uh, after World War One. And mm -hmm. um, like Simon Klein, mm -hmm. like like Milo Steinborn, mm -hmm. and as you know, at that time, the the rack didn't exist. Yeah. So this no. guy should try. Just <laughs> he was trying to figure out how how can I put a barbell on my shoulders without a rack because the rack didn't exist. Mm -hmm. And he invited this kind of uh, stable yeah. lift. The Steinborn squat. The Steinborn, Steinborn squat. squat. Yeah. That uh, guys from um, they use today in the in the strong in the strongman. Strongman. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, they do it. Mm -hmm. They do it. And this guy, what? This guy also train Turkish get up a lot. And you can see this guy trying to figure out how to do a modern squat because it didn't exist. Yeah, it was At the same squat. time, yeah. he was training the uh, Turkish get-up. And you can see the same, you know, this guy, Aaron Horschild, Aaron from Squat University. Maybe you, you can Yeah, yeah, Dr. Aaron Horschild, of course. Horschild, yeah, okay. 
Yeah. And he's doing the same. He's doing the same squat, maybe better, okay, because the times improve. And uh, he's doing the same Turkish get up. He see, he saw the benefits from the Turkish get up from your shoulder, for your core, for your body. Mm -hmm. So the history is repeating itself, I think. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we are getting thing. back to the origins. That that's why the, yes. that's what a circle closes. And I will tell you why. I will tell you why. Because these those guys uh, were were not seeking for a good physique or big bicep or something like that. Those guys were seeking for function. They need to use that force in order to improve her wrestling. Mm -hmm. They were trained in order to improve her health. And now it's the same. There are a lot of people that not only are seeking for a good physique, mm -hmm. but they are seeking for a good health mm -hmm. and good posture. And they are seeking for um, functional strength. Yeah. I don't know if you like I, that. Yeah, that uh, you know what, what I yeah, think looking is looking for functional strength. Yeah. And what I think is a great uh, and even better term is practical strength. Somebody said, this. He said okay, I, I like, do not yes. use okay, I do not use the strength. functional uh, term anymore functional because it's been so bastardized. <laughs> yeah, it's a marketing is a dangerous word today. Yeah. Yes, I know. Sorry. But the practical no, I mean I mean it, it's the same. It's the same, is, but is practical right. yes, strength. Yeah. Practical strength is the idea that you're you use a tool because you need some you you want something done. So that's why you use this to get it. It's a means of transportation. Yes, I yes. do this because I want this. I want to get that. Yes, it's powerful. This is so powerful. So we have the Turkish get up. Turkish um, get up. The idea we have Stein on. Yeah. Sorry for. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I know people will start saying, "Ah, you are denying the Turkish origin, but you keep saying Turkish get up. Come on, man." I'm not. I I think it's a good idea to keep the Turkish reference, yeah. Because people know it in they that way. It. They know it, and it's it. it's nice, and yeah. it yeah. you can relate it to wrestling, and you can relate in this yeah. to yeah. a practical strength. Yeah. So for me, it's okay. Sometimes yeah. I call. Turkish get up, sometimes I call the get up, yeah. sometimes I call the visage, yeah. and sometimes I call unscrewing yeah. weight, and yeah. it's okay for me yeah. if more people yeah. understand why yeah. what I, I, I'm trying to say. Yeah. And and there is, there is, and there's meaning to the word. If we say it is... She loves to be a part of the podcast too. So, I mean, there is origins in it getting up from uh, getting up ground. sitting turk getting up from the ground sitting turkish style like, that's that's yes, turkish, yeah. it's okay so there is yes, origins, okay but who cares me. at the end people know it from people know the exercise by that name so why not still use it who cares yeah yes it's perfect for me yeah. so Wow, this is this is so incredibly fascinating and it goes you know we you have to have an open mind really to to change some of some of the 
some of the original perceptions that we have about kettlebells like uh, we had this in back and forth well, in our WhatsApp but messages right we don't have we don't have to go so far mm -hmm. in the first uh in the first Pavel's book he didn't call Turkish get up. Come on, he called it the get up, and he he didn't even call it that way because Steve Maxwell is the guy who yeah. uh, I think speak, he brought it into the curriculum. Uh, yes, yes, he yes, brought, he it. brought it in the curriculum yeah. in the curriculum because I I know Steve Maxwell is uh, like uh, a guy who studied a lot of old books, and maybe he. He saw it in the Bonomo's book, Sean Bonomo's book for mm -hmm. uh, 40, uh, 1945 or something like that. And he says, uh, I read one time, I don't know where, he said that he took it from uh, Sean Shee's uh, books. Sean Shee was a um, wrestler from the 70s. Mm -hmm. And he has, uh, let me see, I need my glasses. And in his book, Wrestling, Physical Conditioning Encyclopedia wow. from 1974. Wow. He, I, I have, I have yeah. the, the, the picture. He's, he's doing some kind of uh, Turkish get up with a dumbbell, with a, mm -hmm. uh, maybe four kilos dumbbell, yeah. but it's perfect for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Steve Maxwell. Uh, took it from here, or maybe from Bolomo's book, or maybe from Klein's book, or maybe I don't know from Charles Bata. I I don't know, or maybe for a wrestling coach, mm -hmm. because this kind of movement, it's some wrestling coach do it in his um, in his physical conditioning. GPP, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, in in his GPP and. Mm -hmm. Nobody calls Turkish get up in the 2000s. <laughs> and maybe in 2000s, uh, 03 or 2004, <laughs> some guys started to call it yeah. Turkish get up in some forums, all forums. Mm. I don't know because I don't have any proof of mm. reference, but I have a lot of evidence that they didn't call Turkish get up. And I think. Uh, it's okay. This uh, our life are not in uh, in danger here for saying yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe yes. Or maybe <laughs> depending. Or on maybe you are dead right now. Yeah. Depending. Uh, yes. So so Who yeah. Is... And one thing one thing that we can maybe uh, assert right here or insert is, um, we all. Many of us, when we discovered the kettlebell, it was like, wow, I mean, Pavel is credited with the Renaissance. I used to call it the revolution in the 2000s. I, love, I love that word. Renaissance. Renaissance is it's a beautiful, way man. It's your work. It's way it's better. Great. And, and the reason that's after, after your study, after checking your research and studying your research, we can conclude that Pavel reintroduced the kettlebell yes. in the Western Hemisphere, but because we human beings forget our history, we were like, ooh, there's something new. And it may even be 
that Dragondor back in the days in the marketing material, of course they used Pavel's origin. And of course, Pavel has these great names. For example, Vraszewski, Vra Vra or I forgot his name now, the book that I downloaded from him. You have great minds mm. in, in, in the Russian, in, in the Soviet Union. Yes, back in, totally, in the, of totally. Of course, these are great minds that we have to listen to. And of course, it was included in the marketing material. But maybe we, the consumers, took it took it maybe too far maybe power was like hey i i didn't intend i think i think it's far. not i think i don't want to speak ill about anything i think it's not pavel's fault no, it's because not. i read all mm. pavel's book and mm. um, pavel's all that all those names that yeah, yeah. will say here Pavel put it in his book he said oh this Always, is from yeah. Chodor uh, yeah. Sieber book. Yeah. This is from Arthur Saxon. The band press belong to this guy. I think, uh, and we have to respect like, this. We sorry yes. if I sorry if I if I totally, uh, totally. interrupt. But but we have to respect this. That if you read any of Pavel's books, he always mentions yes. the guys. He, he mentions, mentions Riff. He mentions Maxwell. He mentions Dan John. He mentions everybody. And that's yes. what we have to we have to re really uh, insert this and say listen he is maybe the mediator and he is maybe the pivotal figure but he stands on the shoulder of giants and he mentions them yes yes i think the problem is not him it's ours uh, as a as a public that we expect a lot for people and maybe sometimes we mythify people that's oh, one yeah. of the yeah. yeah that's one of the dangers uh, to be here in this uh, youtube channel yeah. maybe yeah. that yeah. Uh, the most dangerous thing is people want to mythify you mm -hmm. and at first you will see oh it's great people like me mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. i am the best I'm Gregory. I will. I will beat up Sheronimo's YouTube channel, and then <laughs> I will beat up uh, all the YouTube channels. And it's great and feels great, but it's really dangerous, man. Mm. It's really dangerous because people like to mythify yeah. other people, yeah. and and that's really dangerous because uh, at the end of the day, you are a guy. You are a person like Siebert, like Arthur Saxon, or whatever guy from the street i don't know we are all the same at the end of the day and, and some you know somebody as you as you're saying this something crosses my mind because you're saying people are mystifying or 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 mythifying or deifying people they're idolized people and one of my uh, clients he told me he said you know you know why god is the only being on earth that's supposed to be celebrated and worshipped because <laughs> men and human beings we're not made to be worshipped because if we worship human beings what happens to them they totally go crazy when a human being is not supposed to be worshipped only god is supposed to be worshipped because we human beings we cannot handle being worshipped like man. even you if can we, handle, think we do you can handle the throat man yeah how, how Jack nicholson say you can handle the truth yeah you don't know how to deal with the truth or something like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying in Spanish, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, this is fascinating, man, Geronimo. So, so we've covered we've covered a lot in this podcast. We covered um, a lot of yep. things, yes. Yeah, I covered a lot of things. Ninety minutes has been rolling now. Now, listen, I think. Um, Ed, let me just uh, finish or, or as as final remarks. Yes, yes. I wanna I, I want to mention to everybody listening to this podcast that and and watching the video that it was you who opened up my my eyes to this to the original truth or just like the origins of kettlebells and even even more so the originators of physical culture in general around starting from Felice Napoli de Tornos up to Lebedev, Klein, Pavel and all these people that we have to show appreciation for and you mentioned how Siebert uh, died alone without anything and, and you know with in poverty with, yes in poverty he was which prosecuted by was prosecuted the by Nazi state the yeah. he had very yeah. hard time yeah very hard time and this also I mean the prosecution from the Nazi state that's that's something different but it also goes to show uh, Geronimo how important it is that if you put things out and if you share material that your marketing has to be strong you have you you have to make it edible you have to lead the horse to the water i mean the water you can't you can't make the horse drink water but you can lead it to the water so we have to do it and if you're not doing it because we have a lot of coaches and trainers listening and watching this podcast and watching the videos and i think it's so important for us coaches especially people who are really uh, passionate about kettlebells passionate about training or nutrition or whatever have you just passionate about physical culture in general that you have to have the expertise, yes, but you also have to have you to market yourself. Look at Sandow. Yes, he, he was the best marketer in history. He invited the the bodybuilding world. He 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 finishing uh, selling cocoa, and he has his <laughs> own brand of. Of food, it, he, he was incredible. Yeah. The marketing that he has, yeah. yes. So that and that's and that's important for if we study yes, even the, the history, you see how the guys who were strong marketers as well, they knew how yes. to pull the strings. It's not selling snake oil. That's another right a route. But being able to really uh, sell the package, uh, being being certain in what you say, and and having having research and backing things up is great. But you have to have some kind of personality. You have to have some kind of marketing skills. It's so important. Look at let Pavel, me say let me say another Finnish word. When you say trying to sell, for some people it could sound it 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 don't sound not good yeah because or you're That's trying to sell me but for me when you are trying to sell something you must uh put in the mind of the other guy when you try to sell something yeah. and that's a lot because yeah. it requires yeah. empathy oh okay it, it's not that. it's not only trying to sell something because right now you and me here in youtube you are trying to sell something people don't know what <laughs> but we're trying to sell something you don't know what yeah but we're, we're trying to sell to yeah. sell you something yeah. but to trying to sell is not a bad thing because yeah. it yeah. requires a lot of empathy yeah with the other right. person you, you you need to put it, it in 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 the other mind mm -hmm. to understand what 
what the other people need mm. or what the other people want. Most definitely. Em empathy is such a strong word. And if I, if I can put it in one sentence, you know how I call it? I'm trying to sell you enthusiasm. Right. If, yes. if, if, I'm able, if I'm able to sell you enthusiasm that sparks inside your heart, then, and I love it, I have the same mission like Sean Mosen, then you don't need me anymore. Mm. That's what Sean moment. says. Sean says, my job is to make myself unuseful at the end of the day. That you can go out on your own and then yes. you can share it Yes, that sound raised well. from me. Yes. Brother, I think, hey man, Geronimo, of course we have to do it again. It's, uh, I, yes. I, I, with so many guests that I have on, I always say this, we have to do it again. And, and many people are, re <laughs> it's a reoccurring theme with Dan John. I'll have Funk Roberts on again. Uh, all these great folks, uh, I love talking to you again. But I one really thing, liked. you have to. One thing that I have to mention is I want to invite you as well into the Kettlebell Avengers. The Kettlebell Avengers idea is where I uh, put you on the email list. Then yes. every, every two to three months, I send out an invitation where I'm saying, okay, all you experts that appeared on the channel, uh, we're doing one collaboration on one particular time where people can vote and then you can be partakers and say, yes, I want to join. And then you and right. four and other Kettlebell experts will join together and we have conversation. Great are, are, are you accepting the invitation? Uh, probably yes, yes, yes. <laughs> probably, probably, probably yes. yes. <laughs> we will it, see. <laughs> we will see how things going. We will yeah, see yeah. <laughs> if people like this video. Probably yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> awesome. Oh, you, you, you have to know that people from Argentina have a special sense of humor. Come on. Mm, so it. if I say something that probably. Uh, it hurts you <laughs> or you don't, you don't like is because we in Argentina we have a strange sense of humor. I it's a, it. a mixture like England sense of humor or British <laughs> yes. sense of humor, something like yes. that. Yes, it's great. And you know what the beautiful thing is when I get to talk to these experts like you from around the world, it, it, it enriches my thinking and it expands my horizon on kettle, not only kettlebells but just culture and life physical culture and life in general and i'm so grateful man this is i would say the same I, everything you say right now is the same for me Amen. i'm i i it was an honor for me awesome to be here awesome, awesome. brother i i really enjoyed having you on um, I'm letting you know the next time uh, we can we can set it up again. I'm sending the invite out once the Avengers are up. Thank you very much. And of course, at the end, we have to mention again, we find your book, which is responsible for a lot of the content that we did in the description. You can download it if you're on Spotify and you're listening to it. Make sure you head to our YouTube channel. Check out the video where you find the description. You can buy a Geronimo spoken. Please, guys, if, if, if we you brought you... Uh, you're welcome. You, you don't have to say thank you, man. Because, guys, if you're listening and watching, if we brought you any value, please, please buy, buy Geronimo's book. Because it, it's so... It's filled with history proof documents it's 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 worded interestingly it's a great read it's i think 150 or 60 pages it's not a very long read it's, it's great with a lot of images uh and you went uh, you, you you did a lot of work and research for it. guys please buy his book so geronimo thank you very much for joining it was an thank honor you much, it was a pleasure i'll catch brother, you in the next yes, one thank, thank you yes thank you bye bye geronimo thank you bye 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 guys thanks
90 Days of Kettlebells is an online workout course for beginners who want to train at home, lose weight, and achieve lasting results without wasting time and money with crash diets and unused gym memberships. The program works as follows. You will do three kettlebell workouts per week that gradually increase in difficulty. You'll also build three powerful eating habits that have proven successful in our coaching. As the name implies, the program lasts 90 days and you will have lifelong access after purchase. We also include live accountability sessions where you will publicly state your goals. Psychology shows us that if we make our goals public, our adherence to the process and the program increases dramatically. If you have been struggling to put together an elaborate kettlebell workout system while trying to lose weight, then 90 days of kettlebells is for you. The price of 90 days of kettlebells is 59 US dollars per month for three months and you can save 20% with a one-time payment of 147 US dollars. We'll open registration only to a small number of new clients. Join the waiting list now to get access 24 hours before the general public. Link is in the description.